Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the bravado. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh, uh. The bosses. You're a sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot. So I have a few faults. Who doesn't? Is that any reason to kill me? And the beverages. I'm a little slow today. I just switched to Sanka, so have a heart. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? The man beat the once great champ. Now, a study in mumpishness. Gee, I'm real sorry your mom blew up, Ricky. Meyer? Is that as an Oscar Meyer? Now, that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. Just remember to memorize pages 39 to 110 for tomorrow's lesson. All right! It's an awesome spectacle. An audacious display of seething opponent. 20 papers, that's $2 plus tip. Gee, Johnny, I don't have a dime. Sorry. This is pure snow! It's everywhere! Have you any idea what the street value of this mountain is? Buenos dias! Looking really good today, buddy. Looking real good. It is Stuck in the 80s time with your host, I'm Steve Spears from TampaBay.com. And I'm Sean Daly, pop music critic from the St. Pete Times, and I'm filling in for the lovely and talented Gina Vivanetto. Ah, Gina. Gina Vivanetto is our our usual co-host, and uh, as our loyal listeners know, she's been out uh, on sick leave for a while now and uh, had some surgery this week, and... The report we got earlier this week was that she's doing much better. She is, right? Yeah. That, um, she's bionic now. Yes, yeah, she is. She, <laughs> can, she can actually hear this podcast from her hospital bed. So, uh, And this podcast is really going to make her uh, feel good because it's all about... Better off dead. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure... <laughs> Which, <laughs> Which I'm sure she's probably... Those, probably... those thoughts probably went through her head like a dozen times over the last uh, couple of weeks as she's been through this hell. Yeah. Of a surgical problem, but anyway, we are talking about the 1985 classic. Dare I say classic? Sean doesn't think this should be called a dare I say. No, classic but you know episode. what? I will respect the fact that a lot of people love this. Is like a cult, cult, a cult yeah. fave. You know, we uh, we and asked our yeah. we asked we asked in our blog last week. What do you want us to to podcast about? Did you this tip week? them off though that no. this was an idea? No, but I I get emails all the time, and that's probably one out of every three emails is better off dead. Really? Yeah. See, that's. I mean, people like this more than like John Hughes movies and stuff. No, uh, you know what? I think people people they love this movie and they kind of consider themselves a close club, a small club of people that are fans, and they just they never miss an opportunity to talk and hear about it. Whereas, I have a theory. You know, everybody talks I have a about theory that movies. I'll later share about why I think this movie is so popular. Oh, don't save it. And I, so- I cultivated this theory last night at midnight. By the way, yeah, tell us the story now. <laughs> by the way, I just saw you got a giant booger in your nose. Oh, you know you totally do. And we're That's- about to talk about this scene. Oh man! <laughs> it's, aw, look at me. It's okay. We're all friends here. Just don't shoot that thing over here. <laughs> And then, and then that'll lead right into what my favorite scene is, and then I'll cultivate the theory. Is the scene where where, where Lane Meyer, uh, who the, the whole movie is about Lane Meyer getting uh, uh, dumped by his girlfriend Beth, right? Right. And it's about him trying to kill himself, not 
very successfully. But uh, there's a flashback scene where it's my favorite, and I think that um, this is what's so good about the movie, even though it kind of exists in one of these parallel universes where it's very satirical and goofy and fun. It's all, I think it also does a better job of kind of explaining the, the, the teen angst condition than like a John Hughes movie. Are you with me? I'm this there. could be the Clarendon talking. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just hypnotized by that yeah. booger. No, I just... <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> oh, no, I, still, I still have flashbacks from the M&M's being stuck in my teeth. But like anyway, when, when, when Lane first meets Beth, they have that great scene where she rubs her nose... And uh, then he rubs his nose, and they're convinced that. And um, let me tell you, this is gonna like kind of bail you out a bit. I'm a freak about like eye boogers, and and booger boogers, and like, <laughs> stuff in my teeth. I'm like Rain Man about that sort of thing. Like I'm really obsessed and about so, boogers. Like I can't or, or like breath. Like I always have you know have mints. In fact, now I think my breath might be a little sour going across at you. You can say it. Can <laughs> no, you, that's okay. Is it wafting? I don't. Ever, I don't. And so I love that. that and so I love that scene though. I mean, all the. And the great stuff about two dollars and the Howard Cosell Asian dudes and everything. You want to hear what but my that f- scene is so dead on yeah, about? It is about you know? phobia, about having a booger or something <laughs> on your nose. I'll, t- I'll, give, I'll give you one of my phobias since you since you're really bad about that. One time when I was working up in Jacksonville, Florida, I would I spent half the day walking around with my fly undone. Real, oh Jesus, and, the fly thing! And is- um, nobody told me. Everybody saw it, and nobody told me. And so to this day, when when someone finally told me about it, I mean, I freaked out. You know, I zipped up. But to this day, when you see me walking like through the newsroom or something like that, watch and probably every twenty feet, I will go down there and physically check to see if my fly. Is I closed. do the same thing. It looks like I'm touching myself, but I'm not. I am checking oh, see, to with make me, sure my fly is I really am touching closed. myself. <laughs> Uh, no, but I, I'm the same way. And then do you ever do this if you find, like, the zippers down or you have, like, the, the booger in the nose or the eye booger, the, the spinach in the teeth? You kind of backtrack about how long yeah. this has been going on. You're like, doot, 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 doot. I can't do math to save my life, but all of a sudden I'm like, you know, you Einstein, yeah. Einstein, like, Thursday, July 12th. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. 3.30 p.m. No more spinach dip. Yeah. Close your brawn. So, I mean, I think everyone associates with that scene. It's a great scene. Yeah. And anyway, but I just think that, you know, my whole parallel universe thing, I mean, it's a silly movie, but I really do think that's why it kind of, why people love it so much. It's got a lot of great lines you can quote. And we, Tons we, of great lines. And we, we put all those quotes, all, all, probably all your favorite ones, we put it in the very beginning there so that you don't think that we uh, forgot all about you. But John Cusack. Um, How I, old was I, he when he made this movie? 18 years old. 18? This was one of three movies that he made back in 85. Um, he made The Sure Thing, which is one of my all-time favorites. I love that. He made The Journey of Natty Gain, which I don't think I ever saw. Mm-mm. And then he made this one. He had a busy time in the 80s. And you like this one more than Sure Thing? You know what? Uh, they're different. I mean, this one is total comedy, you know, start to finish. It's it's goofy. It's fun. It's like one of those guilty pleasures. I think Sure Thing is, um, you know, I watched it again the other day, actually. And it, you Do you know, remember what her name was in the Sure Thing? It's the girl from uh, Melrose Daphne Place. Zuniga. From, uh, she's in uh, Melrose and she was in Vision Quest. What? She's in Vision Quest opposite Matt. She was the uh, newspaper editor at the school oh, that yeah. had the hots for Matthew Modine. Because he Unitard. went with Linda. F- we got to work Unitard into every Unitard. episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but uh, no, so she's been around, and uh, no, I, I, I like him about about equal. I mean, yeah. This one's more fun to quote, right? I don't know what directed sure thing. Uh, Rob Reiner. That's right, Meathead. 
Yeah, was that God. that might have been? Oh no, no, his first movie was Spinal Tap, but this right. might have been his second. Right? Yeah, it might have been second or third. So it's great. It's a good movie. It's um, it's out on DVD. Strangely enough, of all cult classics that would ever come out on DVD, you can get Better Off Dead, but sadly, no enhanced features. No, I, I saw that. They have Bupkis. Nothing. They have nothing. Nothing. It's it's even I, the print looks kind of crummy. Yeah, it's not. A, it's just the only reason to buy it is if uh, you're trying to get rid of your VCR, <laughs> which. Uh, <laughs> I can't even hook mine up anymore. Yeah. Now you were telling know. me in our in our three hour preparation <laughs> pre uh, prep meeting for this podcast that um, you have some good stories about you being a video clerk. Oh, that's right. I forgot about. I that. always wanted to work in a video store. It's a great job. Like if I'm you trying to get the get Forever it. Fiance to go get a job at like Blockbuster so I get good perks. Yeah, it's you. You got the best perks. I'll tell you. You want the story? I do. I went really drawn out. <laughs> Aren't all our stories drawn out? First of all, let's preface this uh, by asking: Did they uh, rent porno? Yes, this? they did. They did. They did. How much? Like one of the like they had the weird beads. Like you'd have to go in the back yeah, room. Yeah, the whole the whole nine yards. Really? This is the early eighties or mid eighties, and so you, Blockbuster wasn't around. I don't think, or if they were, they weren't the giant that they were today. What was the one with the red? Uh, did you guys have those down here? Oh man, was it West Coast Video? Yeah. Did you have those? In yeah, Florida? we did. Yeah. But they're gone now. Um, I think they're gone. But they always then, had porn. Yeah, this was a small chain that was based here in Tampa Bay in Florida. And uh, about five stores. And what was it called? Uh, Pick a Flick. Pick a Flick? Pick a Flick. Is that solid? Uh, I think it was. It was <laughs> I think it was P I K A. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. So it, was, it wasn't clever enough. They had so like. I worked at a store in Dunedin, Florida by myself because it was so small. We, had, we didn't have a whole lot of tapes, so we only needed one clerk. And we were only open eight hours a day. So I would go there and man the store for the whole day. And uh, people would come in and you know rent the videos. And, I would, and then when there was nobody there, I would just sit on the couch and watch movies all day. It was there was a, a couch? Thing. Yeah, there was a couch. Shouldn't set up. you have been cleaning up the back room or something? No, doing there's inventory? nothing in the back. All the inventory was in the front room. So I mean, I literally would sit there like for hours at a time and nap. And I mean, the door door would open. <laughs> the wake, world's worst video. Clerk. Wake wake me up. No, I was good at it. How but, long would, would would really go hours sometimes without oh yeah, people coming oh in? Oh yeah. Would you ever pop in a porno on the main TV? Uh, not during business hours. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the uh, the sad thing was in the summer of '85 when when Better Off Dead came out, or I guess it was the summer of '86 at this point because it was on video at this point. The big movie that summer was. Back to the Future with uh, Michael J. Fox. I mean, that was the movie of the summer, period. And um, we only had two copies to rent. And uh, we really only had one copy because I gave a copy to the pizzeria next door. There's always a pizzeria next door to the yeah. video store. Is there? It's like in Clark's. Isn't I, there, yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a convenience store next to the video store. I gave a copy to the pizzeria in exchange for free lunch whenever I wanted it. And they so ca- they could borrow this. You get free lunch whenever you- one free lunch. One free lunch equals one free tape. Oh, but they yeah. One medium pie equals one tape, and uh, they kept it for like a month, and uh, so I only had basically one movie then to rent out of Back to the Future. So people would come in, they'd ask for Back to the Future. I'd have to tell them it was checked out, and they'd get all you know indignant, for lack of a better term. And so what my my spiel was is I always tried to pawn off Better Off Dead on him instead. I'd say, look, check this movie out. No, because no one had ever heard of it. I mean, it made like zero splash in the movie theaters. So I, I, I pawned this movie off on him instead and said, if you don't like it, you don't have to pay for it. Because this is one of those stores where you paid when you returned it. Yeah. And nobody, everybody returned it and said we loved it. Nobody ever asked right. for their money back. 
I bet there was. You could have also uh, rented out uh, Backside to the Future. <laughs> Baby got back to the future. And like uh, many of the porns are probably ripped. Oh, you my know. God. Actually, that reminds me because um, one day um, a customer came in, and I recognized him right off the bat. Mm-hmm. He was the um, – Football. He used to be the football coach at my rival high school, the high school that was the rival to Countryside. Yeah, and uh, he comes in. And I'm, I know him right off the bat because he was he was really well known, and uh, he's he's wandering around. And I can tell he's just trying. You know that that look when you're going to rent porn and you're pretending like you're going to rent a legitimate no. movie. <laughs> you're pretending like you're going to you're really going to rent uh, Buns of Steel, but yeah. really, but, but really what you're going to rent is Buns of Steel. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, so. He bun, fin- bun busters. <laughs> so he finally <laughs> he, he worms his way back there to the uh, porn section and uh, and uh, calls me over. Ah, oh, yuck! I you know. had to go through the beads. I had to go through the beads. Oh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to find at this point. He's like, "Can you recommend a movie for me?" I was like, oh, "Sure, Coach." Uh, <laughs> I said, "Did you say Coach?" Yeah, I said, "I said, sure, Coach." You know. You know, insert Ooh, last name here. I God. did. I called him by his name. And he's like, oh, you, I mean, you could just see his face kind of turn like pale and red. And then he was kind of like, ah, oh, you know, he wasn't a coach anymore at that point. So he probably didn't care. But uh, he's like, oh, you recognize me. And, I, and so we went into the whole, you know, how did I recognize him routine? And I, ended, and I did give him a movie to rent. Um, or would you recommend, do you remember? Taboo 2. <laughs> Yeah, well, who's in Taboo? Was that Jamie Summers? It was Summers? not. Was was not t- how do you know these things? Because we used to go in the West Coast video in a little place called Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, and all my friends would go in and we'd be like, you do it, you go in. And so one by one, we'd like file into the beaded area, you know? And then my friend Tom was really <laughs> was really into like kind of weirder ones, you know? And uh, then we'd bring it home and it, like I'm telling you, we rented Bun Busters once. We're like, what is this? I thought this? you were just making that up. But then we, we watched the whole Miami Spice series with yeah. Amberlynn. We were big Amberlynn fans at the time. But, you know, it's just the stuff dumb guys do when they yeah. can't get it in real life. Right. You know, so you go in and... Yeah, so he know. got Taboo too. And There's he, nothing wrong with the football coach renting... Uh, no. You know. So he did rent it, and uh, he did later on rent Better Off Dead, because he did come in one day and ask for Back to the Future for but his he thought kid. he was renting Better Off Head. <laughs> Great. Oh, we'll see if we'll see if that one gets through. Uh, the my guess is no. <laughs> but, All right. Uh, well, even the so anyway, so it was a great movie. Uh, everybody loved it back in. The, I mean, people who saw it Taboo loved it. But, but there's a legions. Weren't of you worried that rent, tell him to rent Taboo too? He'd be confused since he hadn't seen Taboo. Taboo yeah, because I mean, you know, I filled him in on the plot, <laughs> so he was okay. All right, but it is. Let's get back to Better Off Dead. It is. Uh, I watched it again last night. Like I said, at midnight. After yeah. I came back from the Black Eyed Peas Pussycat Dolls show, <laughs> you should have been sitting next to me. You would have liked that one. Uh, but anyway, I popped it in, and uh, <laughs> and really, it was uh, you know I don't like it as much as you do, but I do like it. I mean, and, and part of the reason I, I love it is because of Curtis Armstrong, who plays Charles Demar, and uh, better known but, as 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 Booger. Right. You know, this, <laughs> it's this, all coming. Yeah. It's all coming back to the Booger. This podcast <laughs> brought to you by Kleenex. Yeah. You know, it's funny, and I'm going to sniff like 300 times now, thanks to Daly over here. But it's funny because normally you say boobies about five times in a Do podcast. Do I really? Normally, yeah. God, a man really boobs. Sure. <laughs> so you've really you transitioned. You've grown uh, up. Curtis Sean. Armstrong, and then he was also in. Um, oh, he's been a lot of he was stuff. In, he was in Moon. <laughs> Lighting, moon, moon, moonlighting. Yeah, he yeah. played Mr. Pesto's boyfriend. What was? I wish I had his. Uh, I wish I had his name from Moonlighting. Six, send that in. I know you're listening, <laughs> but I do like Curtis Armstrong. It cracks me up. I'll tell you who I like in it is uh, Diane Franklin because she's also oh, yeah. Karen from uh, 
Last American Virgin. She's a lot sweeter and softer in this movie. She's than French. <laughs> yeah, she is French. That's cute. Oh, my God. Speaking of which, that's one of my favorite scenes, and I want to, since we're on it now, let's talk about it. The scene where Lane's mom makes the French dinner for, for uh, <laughs> Monique. French. French fries. <laughs> yeah. So, do you want to hear it? Let's yeah, hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. In honor of our special guest, I've created Dinner Mondu. First, we have... French fries and French dressing and French bread <laughs> and to drink, ta-da, <laughs> Peru. Ah, the French dressing. <laughs> this, I, I can't even. I can't even say like French bread anymore. <laughs> I always say it like that movie. That's one of my favorite scenes, but. Uh, I think one of the things I like about this movie is that everybody that's in this movie is in another 80s movie. You've got, um, you know, Beth is in, uh, I mean, Monique is Karen from Last American Virgin. Right. Um, You know, John Cusack's in every 80s movie. Right. The math teacher is also Mr. Mr. Vargas from Fast Times at Richmond High. What's the the math teacher's name? It's Vincent. He just died, too, right? Schiavelli. Schiavelli, yeah. Right, he just died. And then John Cusack's nerdy buddy. This is great. Actually, this movie has a lot of, um, if you look for him, a lot of special guests. Right. He references back to uh, his uh, other movies. John Cusack's nerdy buddy in Sixteen Candles, who's played by Darren Harris. Nice. Is in nice retrieval. Is in the uh, math, math class, and he does get some good time in the math class. Like he does, yeah. he does. You want to you want to hear that scene? Yeah, that's funny. Here we go. Here's the scene, uh, the strange odd math scene that we all adore. R equal to the described triangle CAB quintuplicated. Therefore, it is also the five triangles composing the aforementioned NIGH each are equal to the triangle CAB in this geometric concept. <laughs> Therefore, in a like manner, the geometric metaphors can derive a repeated vectoral sum. I love that scene because... Have you ever been in a math class where you were remotely interested whatsoever? But I think that's what I'm talking about where – because there were people, It's an though. alternate universe. It is. <laughs> it, it is. It's an, it's, the it's whole like, movie is an alternate universe. But it, but at the same time, it, it, it speaks back because there were kids – like when you're in class and like they're all the eggheads and they all have their homework done and they're pulling out like files. And then his is like a piece of paper with gum on it. <laughs> that I says mean, do your homework. I mean it's funny. <laughs> it says, yeah, do your homework. You I know mean, it's funny because the one person who pulls out the, the computer printer and it's still yeah. printing. I actually used to do that in high school. I mean, I didn't bring my printer oh, to class, yeah. but I would go home at night and retype my notes onto my computer and print them out. How'd you that, get? That's how I dates? remember. I, <laughs> what was your? Did you get a four point No, no, actually, days. I wasn't. I wasn't that smart. I think it was like three point five or something. But that's still pretty good. The point was, it was that was how I remembered how to my notes. Instead of reco- instead of studying, I would just recopy my notes over and over again. That was how I studied. So I was more like the gum on the piece of paper <laughs> thing. And yet, and yet you're. Light years ahead of me in your career, so who was really wrong? Light years. Who was I'm really, really wrong? I'm like Luke Skywalker. So name some other characters in here who are in the other. Oh, uh, the one I, you know, and I didn't realize this until I watched again last night. But I was thinking 
uh, about our last week's show when we talked about coming of age movies is that on two occasions when Lane is racing the Asian Howard Cosell guys, yeah, and he one time he reverses into a into a truck and then pulls into the truck. The, the truck driver is the actor from who played Porky in Porky's, and then John Cusack, Lane Meyer, Lair goes to work at. Pig Burgers, right, and that's his boss at Pig Burgers. Is the guy who plays Porky? Is the guy who plays Porky? And I think that there's some sort of, if I had done any sort of research whatsoever, <laughs> there's some sort of tie in between Savage Steve Holland, who is the director of Better Off Dead, and he also did One Crazy Summer, which I think I like more than this movie, but you don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. Yeah, um, I think there's some connection. There's a connection because Savage Steve Holland and uh, Howard and Stern. It was this was just announced last week. Howard Stern is producing a remake of Porky's, and it's in pre-production right now, and Sha- Savage Steve Holland is writing and directing it. Really? Yeah. Of all it's the movies Savage to remake, Steve Holland now is, is doing, like, these two movies, he also did that, what's the movie you really like? Um, what's, what's Savage Steve Holland also do? What's it called? Like, How I Got Into College? Oh, or? How I Got Into College, yeah. Yeah, you said that's and, good, and too. And Diane go- Franklin is in that movie as well. Is she really? she's, a, she's the evil stepmom. She plays a mom in yeah. that? Yeah, well, she plays like a much younger mom. Like, you know, Diane like, Franklin. Do you think Savage Steve Holland was. <laughs> Diane Franklin? Well, if you're going to pick somebody, that's not a bad person to yeah, pick. Yeah, she is pretty hot. She I is. I like her. But yeah, so I was happy to see Porky in there. Wouldn't you think the guy who played Porky is still alive? His heart probably exploded <laughs> decades ago. <laughs> that's real sensitive. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but he's a fine actor. But it does have that great scene. When he's working for Pig Burger, it where great. it suddenly goes into that claymation with the burger and the French fries yeah. come to life, and you hear Van Halen. Well, it's really, you know, looking them. at it, I mean, and Savage Steve Holland, the director, he also did the animation, uh, a lot of animation in um, One Crazy Summer, too. Yeah. But he, uh, it's it's a movie. Better off, it also has kind of a real edge. I mean, killing yourself, right? But then it also has these cute little burgers dancing around. Yeah. In fact, actually, the whole title of the movie caused some controversy when it first came out because people were not happy. Hollywood was not happy or about the whole killing yourself, offing yourself as a premise of a movie. In fact, the original print advertising of the movie had the text: "Sometimes you're just better off dead," and uh, people were just going crazy about that so they changed it to relax you're never better off dead oh god i know and yet when did heathers come maybe a year or two later no 89 really yeah and that is just like i mean this is light compared to that but you know he never it's all pretty silly i mean all the suicide scenes are you know and even like the one that that doesn't have an immediate bailout joke is when he's hanging himself right and he's like and he says what am I doing here this is death you know right and and his mom opens the door and uh, right I think a lot of people's favorite scene from this movie involves Johnny the the newspaper kid oh yeah his quest to get his two dollars so let's play that scene because if we don't I know we're going to get hundreds of emails here we go two dollars well it's funny see my mom had to leave early to take my, my brother to school and my dad to work because... Two dollars. Cash. See, the problem here is is that my little brother this morning got his arm caught in the microwave and and uh, my grandmother dropped acid and she freaked out and hijacked a school bus full of penguins. So it's kind of a family crisis. So come back later. Great. I want my two dollars. Were you ever a paper boy? Yes, actually, I was. Really? Um, actually, I, for this paper right here, for the St. Pete Times. Really? How much was it back then? You got, I got $20 a week. It's like a wooden nickel. 
<laughs> and the, oh, I have a great story. Twenty about bucks this a week, too. and what time do you have to get up? Like four thirty. I only in the went morning? to work, I went to work one day. They a don't week. have paper boys anymore, do they? Yeah, they do. They just drive cars. Really? Yeah. I thought it's like all the old contractor dudes. Yeah, they do. Paper. But that's what they, they drive their cars around and throw your paper, and that's how it worked back then too. How I work was I was an assistant. Mm-hmm. I only worked one day a week. I worked on uh, Saturday nights for the Sunday paper. So I'd go over there like around midnight to the uh, depot station that served Dunedin at that time, mm-hmm. Dunedin, Florida. And uh, I can't stop belching. <laughs> it makes for good radio. The, uh, well, you're, you'll find out why here momentarily. The, uh, why you're belching so much? Yeah, the story's going to make me... Anyway, the oh, whole God, point is really? I would go to this – we'd go to midnight. Me and my friend John would go over to this place and we would put the newspapers together and we would just caffeinate ourselves silly with um, soda and chocolate and candy and I mean, all that kind of sugary crap that you could eat when you were a kid. That you could, If you ate now, you would like go into a toxic sock, sock syndrome. Yeah. That came out smooth, didn't it? <laughs> so anyway, we would – so then I would get in the back of the truck with the uh, – you know, sixty-five-year-old strange news. Uh, yeah, and he he'd touch you in he funny would, places. No, he would drive around and uh, up and down streets, swerving from side to side, so he could throw. Oh my! Two and you, you have all this. I'm full of caffeine and carbonation and chocolate in the back, and I'm bagging the newspapers and throwing them up to him to throw. And it would take about every. This happened every week. About twenty minutes into the trip, I get car sick, so I'm throwing up. You'd barf? Into the newspaper bags. Oh, God. Because the little clear plastic bags that come with the uh, newspaper, I would uh, heave into the bag, <laughs> tie it into a knot, and throw it out the door. So, so some lucky along, subscriber got No, not in the, the paper. paper and not your barf? In the, no, someone, I mean, you might, you might have had, you would get your paper and a bag of barf. Ugh. <laughs> so... It is all foam. <laughs> what did the old crusty old newspaper guy? Ah, uh, you just like buck up, you kids. Yeah. Well, he's in a chain smoking his palm balls. <laughs> yeah. going, eh, you're getting back there. You're gonna die on me. <laughs> it's like I'm not giving you your twenty bucks unless you finish the night. How long would it take? Once you barf, did you feel better? You know, are you the kind of guy who can barf and then just oh, keep going? You can rally. Yeah, I've been able to do it a couple. Once times. Once I throw up, no matter what, I'm just I'm out. I'm gone. Yeah, I've done it a I'm couple done. times. Wow. But uh, that was probably really good training. You barf and have to finish the night or palm oil. Yeah, well, give because, you your, your you know, scratch. I, once you got it out of your system, it was okay. But and then we come home and we'd be done about five in the morning. Come home, so that was we go back to go to sleep. Yeah, until about yeah twenty bucks. But you know, when you're fourteen wow. years old, why wouldn't you realize that maybe I shouldn't be drinking all this soda? <laughs> Is we gonna do that or you fall asleep? What were we talking about? Wasn't there a movie we were talking about at one point? Disaster. There was a movie at one point, uh, wasn't there? Better off dead. Better off dead. Do you know that song by Elton John? Better off dead. No. Captain Fantastic. All right. No. So we played. Uh, you know, this movie. You know, it's it's well renowned for its um, for the funny quotes, but it's got some pretty decent music in there too. Is there a Howard Jones song? In there that? is a Howard Jones song. It's um, like to get to know you well. I want to hear that. Let's play it. All right. Here we go. Together we can kiss the weather feel Together we can wipe away the tears Together we can strip down the barriers and be one Don't wanna talk about the weather Don't wanna talk about the news I just don't wanna get to the real you inside Love to get to know you well Love to get to know you Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you big Howard Jones fan? 
Uh, yeah, I am. I am. I have. A, I have some nice Howard Jones memories of like trying to woo <laughs> women. So, you know. Did you find that that worked nothing, well for nothing, women? Yeah, it's kind of gentle and poppy and stuff. I have like a, a couple uh, Howard Jones twelve inches. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh God! Oh this, man! It's the clarity. Just, no, I do. I have some good vinyl. <laughs> oh man! You're, oh my God! You know what's funny? Here's an interesting story, and this has nothing to do with vomit or twelve inches of Howard Jones. Are you ready? Did you ever rent that to the football coach? Twelve <laughs> inches of Howard Jones. I don't think he was into that. The uh, oh. remember one of the things about this movie is Lane owns the Camaro, that car, oh, yeah. the hot car. Yeah, it's a great car. It turns out that some, there was a fan of this movie that loved the movie and loved the car so much that he spent years tracking it down and bought the car, the the original Camaro that was used in this movie. It was like a nineteen. I think it was a nineteen sixty eight Camaro. And it took him like three years. He had to track down multiple owners. He had to go through DMV records. Had to you know make you know dozens, hundreds of phone calls. Finally tracked it down in California and bought it. He lives here in Florida now. I don't we know. Should where. go visit it. <laughs> we should have a podcast from inside the car. <laughs> from inside the car. <laughs> if if you want if you want to see photos of it, if you want to see the whole story behind. Him doing it. He actually has a website called betteroffdeadcamaro.com. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm going uh, it down right it's now. Got, it's got a lot of uh, sound clips from the movie. It's got a lot of photos yeah. from the yeah, movie. Just write it down. <laughs> and, uh, it's cool. It's, it's, it's really funny. I couldn't believe that. I'll give you some more interesting trivia about this movie. You know, it's one of my favorite John Cusack movies, and I'm a huge John Cusack fan. Do you kind of fashion yourself a John Cusack on the seed, perhaps? That's <laughs> <laughs> sort of like... Uh, cross between John Cusack and Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's good. So it's uh, where those where those two meet. That's that's where you'll find me. But uh, he hates this movie allegedly. John Cusack. Well, he, I remember that whole thing. Like he was sick of doing teen movies. Right. He doesn't want. He, like, yeah. All his he didn't. 80s work. He didn't want to do. He was really tired of doing eight, uh, teen movies. But supposedly he particularly hates this movie and One Crazy Summer. He considers them to be the two worst movies he's ever done. Really? So I guess he won't be working with Savage Steve Holland anymore. <laughs> I guess not, because I'm sure Savage Steve had to take that personally. But if you hated Better Off Dead so bad, then why did you turn around and do You know what? One Crazy Summer angers me about stuff like that. These movies set his career up. Right. I mean, they says to to do well, you know, and that's why all these a lot of people still go see a John Cusack movies because they have fond memories of him in the eighties. You know, yeah. It's like when bands won't do their hits on stage. It's like well, Depeche Mode. You saw them in concert like the day after we did a podcast about them, and they didn't play any of their hits. Yeah, What's up with that? I, you know, and then I I kind of gave them guff for that, and then I had all these Depeche Mode fans emailing me like they haven't played that in twenty years. You're an <laughs> Ah, Splendiferous. The magical refrains of Name That 80s Tune. Are you psyched? Yeah, but last week was really hard. It was really hard. This is the contest where every week we play a piece of a song from the 80s, and you name the artist and the song, and we send you a hat. I couldn't get last week's. Last week's song was particularly hard to do, and we had uh, a lot of people enter it, including your buddy, Contardi. Yeah, Contardi submitted like 10 choices. 10 choices. None of them were right. Really? (laughs) 0 for 10, Contardi? 0 for 10. So uh, we'll play it again this week. We'll let you have another shot. One person did get the band right, but didn't get the name of the song right. So uh, I'm not even going to give you a hint. I'll give you the only hint I'm going to give you is it's an early '80s song, and it's a, from a band that's not. It's not a U.S. band. It's a uh, oh, they're overseas, New Zealand. You got it now. Okay, here we go. You want to listen to it one more time? Yeah. Here we go. 
Ah, it's a little tricky. It's hard. It See, is that's hard. why no, you have all these like brilliant '80s minds. Nobody can get it. No, nah, they'll get it. Now that we've said it's from New Zealand, how hard is that going to be? This should be more than a hat. You should what give you, away um, a free date with Steve Spears. How about a dustpan? <laughs> stuck in the 80s dustpan? Yeah, for the vomit bags. Let's play it one more time. You should auction off a, uh, a date. A date with Steve Spears. <laughs> Who's going to want that? Yeah. What would you do? Where would you take him? Uh, where, would, where would I take him? Probably the Independent or the Emerald. <laughs> take Maybe. Yeah. We'll take, we'll take him back to my place. We'll watch uh, Better Off Dead and The Sure Thing, and we'll drink uh, some pineapple vodka. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So should we hear it one more time? One more time. Here we go. Okay. Ah, so there you go. So as usual, if you think you know it, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. Give us your best guess, and if you win, we'll let you know next week. Hey, hype our blogs. Yeah, Sean and I both have great blogs, and if you want to hear them, see them, see them. You can't hear them. They're at uh, blogs.tampabay.com. Yours is the pop music blog. Thank you. And mine is uh, Stuck in the 80s. And uh, we appreciate your patronage, as always, on those. Um, They've been really good on those. Yeah. But uh, So back to the movie. Better off dead. You know, I think the, a great 80s movie is defined by the brother character. And Better Off Dead has a, has a great brother. The kid doesn't have a lot of lines. In he fact, have, he, yeah. Does he have a single line? I think, I think no, he doesn't have a single line. But he's hilarious. And he, he builds the... What? Badger is his name. Badger, and he builds the, the, the ray gun. And of course, the space shuttle at the end. But I like when he sends away for the <laughs> how to pick up trashy women. women. It works. And then the, that scene where he opens the door and he's in there. And, in you know. and Taylor Negron is in this movie. He's the too. mailman. He's the, yeah, he, yeah. he plays a mailman in several 80s movies. Including how I got into college, so he reprises his role as the mailman for the for that Savage Steve Holland movie as the mailman. In fact, in that movie, you hear the guy go, "It's you." He's like, "Yeah, it's me." Oh, really? So it's sort of a nod. I gotta watch so that it all kind of ties together. Yeah, so it's a nod back. To you really that. don't like One Crazy Summer, huh? Yeah, I think you don't just, think it's funny. Bobcat Goldthwait just doesn't act well. It's it's not. It, Demi Moore's in it, right? But Curtis Armstrong's in it again. Is he? It's yeah. just it's, no. It's not funny. You, you, we'll be doing no podcast on that one anytime soon. That's all right. I like, but also, you know, what also makes a good eighties movie. What? E.G. Daly. Ah, fantastic. I love her. She's I, in I, Valley Girl. She plays a character in Valley Girl. Exactly. Wasn't she's got the little squeaky voice, but in this she plays uh, the prom entertainment. Right. And she reminds me of a girl I dated named Molly Sherman. <laughs> uh, who won the pot, who won the got, pot on that? She, I got, had uh, <laughs> Molly Sherman at 25 minutes, 30 seconds. But she's got, she's got Sherman's legs. E.G. Dale looks great in this little dress. Cute. She is really cute. cute. And she does sing. I'd like wh- to have her on the podcast. Yeah. You know, she does a lot of voice work these days for uh, oh, uh, Rugrats, right? Rugrats and, and stuff like that. I wonder that. if she's aging from. well. I'm sure she is. She's, she's a hottie. But uh, she does sing the she sings, ugh, sings the title song of the movie. I like that. It's good. And it it's is good. good movie. And usually uh, the the a lot of the eighties music uh, are, are in soundtracks is lousy. Right. You know? Right. But, Especially uh, when they write it. The can, yeah, the can stuff. Um, but yeah. this this is kind of catchy. I heard it again last night, and I stared at her lovely legs. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to to wrap this all up and listen to that one more time? I do. Okay. Well, I fantastic. Do. So until then. We'll listen to some EJ da- EG Daily, and we will sit here firmly attached to our seats, stuck in the 80s. Bye, everybody. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the online departments of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. The weekly podcast is engineered by Mr. Dave Morrison. Special thanks to David Peter Kosky for our show opener. 
If you'd like to blog us, please do. Our blog address is www.tampabay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And remember, you can subscribe to the show at iTunes. Look at the size of that yeah. thing. I'm just going to write kill me now over and over again. On the <laughs> what the hell? God, don't. That's not what it's called. It is. Don't say. See, I, you just blew it. It goes a podcast moment. Yeah, right yeah, down yeah, the Because yeah. Sean Daly needed to open up his Christmas presents on, Jan- on December 23rd. All right, let's do it. Yeah, I, I want to be fresh. <laughs> there you go. There's your outtake for this week. Got it. <laughs>